I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It is a truth universally acknowledged that it only takes one small nugget of poop to make an otherwise delicious sandwich completely disgusting. The same is sadly true for films, with an otherwise decent movie totally ruined by one short moment of total awfulness. I'm Will for What Culture, and here are nine insanely misjudged moments that totally ruined movies. Nine, Nick and Chris's bathroom chat, The Mummy. Unlike the Brendan Fraser movies, 2017's The Mummy was aiming to be a more serious take on the property, less Pirates of the Caribbean campy fun, and a bit more of that grit that has defined countless reboots since 2005's Batman Begins. This in mind then, there's a point in the movie where it completely loses sight of its more somber atmosphere, which contributes to this mixed bag of a film that feels like it doesn't know what it's trying to be. The character of Chris Vale becomes possessed early on, turning him into a zombie-like monster who mindlessly tries to kill people, including Tom Cruise's protagonist, Nick Morton. Chris brutally stabs an innocent man in the chest, twice, and later, he appears in a morgue to deliver Nick an ominous message, and all of these events are played out with a deadly serious tone. But then, for no good reason, the tone in Chris's next appearance is completely flipped on its head. He encounters Nick in the bathroom of a pub, and all of a sudden, he's cracking jokes, talking in a more upbeat voice, and generally acting quite normally. It doesn't help that Johnson is primarily known as a comedic actor, which only adds to the distraction. The whole bathroom exchange is a really confusing watch, almost like the filmmakers forgot how they had previously used this character. And when the filmmakers themselves seem clueless, it's hard to take the rest of the movie seriously. 8. Owen Goes All Ragdoll Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom when the orphanage director, J.A. Bayona, was brought in to helm Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the expectation was that he'd bring back some of the horror to the series that had been mostly missing since the first installment. In part, Bayona did accomplish this. His use of lighting is fantastic, most notably in that opening scene where the T-Rex emerges from the trees amid flashes of lightning, but the film also had a problem where its drama would be compromised by some stupid comedy, which is exactly what happened with the lava escape scene. This scene takes place during a sequence where the volcano erupts and the island starts to fall apart, killing many dinosaurs in the process. Having recently been tranquilized, Owen finds that he doesn't have full control of his body, meaning that he has to flop around like a limp ragdoll in order to escape an incoming stream of lava. 
basically you have really serious scenes where these beautiful majestic creatures are dying and right next door Chris Pratt is rolling around on the floor like a floppy dog toy while making funny grunting noises. It was a light-hearted moment where the movie didn't need one, severely undercutting the weight of what is arguably the film's most powerful sequence. Still, this isn't the worst offender of a misjudged Jurassic Park scene. 7. The Talking Raptor Jurassic Park 3. One of the biggest problems in the Jurassic Park sequels is that the dinosaurs no longer feel scary, which in a franchise where they're supposed to be the main bad guys means that the tension and stakes are pretty much non-existent. Just think of the pure horror in that T-Rex attack scene from the original film, or the raptor ambush in the kitchen. Then look at how these creatures are used in the first sequel, The Lost World. A T-Rex strolls around a housing estate in a scene that feels like it's being played for laughs, while a raptor stands still for a few seconds to allow a teenage girl to swing kick it onto a spike. Brilliant. However, it wasn't until 2001's Jurassic Park 3 that the dinosaurs well and truly lost their edge, mainly thanks to an early scene in which a raptor actually talks in English, while also sitting upright in a plane seat. It's unintentionally funny, misjudged both tonally and from a story perspective. The moment was clearly meant to illustrate Alan's reluctance and terror at the thought of returning to Dinosaur Island, but considering that the film had already made that point on several occasions, it didn't need to be made again, especially like this. 6. The Stripper's Death Rough Night Rough Night was a movie that attempted to replicate the hangover formula, with a group of friends going on a wild night out that ends in disaster. In this case, it's a group of women who decide to take Scarlett Johansson's Jess out partying, a sort of one last ride booze fest before she gets married. At first, the film is an adequately entertaining and harmless comedy that shows the ladies dancing, drinking, and generally having a good time, but things take a much more uncomfortable turn when the stripper they hire, who turns out to be an imposter, ends up getting brutally murdered after hitting his head on the corner of a fireplace. The movie was clearly going for black comedy here but it actually ends up feeling way too dark instead. The thudding sound when his head smacks the fireplace, the massive streak of fresh blood wiped across the tiles, it's just too much, and you can't help but feel like the movie would have been better toning things down just a bit, or perhaps hospitalizing the poor guy instead of spilling his brains all over the floor. 5. Eating the Pie Ghost Story David Lowry's A Ghost Story is basically cinematic Marmite. Due to its unconventional and often bizarre storytelling methods, this is a film you will either love and appreciate, or one you'll never want to watch again. As a result, it has its fair share of divisive moments, but the biggest of these is easily a scene midway through the film, in which Rooney Mara's character sits in front of her cupboards for a solid four minutes and eats a pie. That's it. No cutaways, no other actions in the scene, just a load of pie munching. Supporters of the pie scene will bring up all of its so-called nuance and subtext, explaining how it's a perfect representation of the grief that people feel after losing a loved one, i.e. it isn't pretty and it stays with you for a long time. But the reality is that chopping the scene in half would have conveyed that meaning and kept the movie clipping along at a much brisker pace. Instead, it grinds to a halt for a stupidly long time, turning the movie into a bit of a bore. It was actually really engaging up until this point too, never overstaying its welcome and never feeling too pretentious. But all of that was shattered with this one scene, and this is likely where most viewers simply lost interest. 
4. Meeting the Red Demon, Insidious There's little doubt that James Wan is a master of horror. From Saw to Insidious to The Conjuring, the guy has proven time and time again that he knows how to deliver spooks that actually have clever plots and likable characters. Imagine that. The first Insidious flick is no exception to this, for the most part. While large portions of the film seem to understand that it's what we don't see that's truly scary, this mentality is abandoned entirely when one of the characters, Josh, encounters a Darth Maul knockoff demon while venturing into the further to save his son. Up until this point, we've only seen brief glimpses of this creature, and when the full thing is revealed, it's easy to understand why. The costume and makeup just doesn't look good, resembling a cheap cosplay outfit rather than an expensive movie prop. Seeing this kid's Halloween costume sticking out its snake-like tongue completely sucks the scare factor out of Insidious, and it's an odd tonal shift that takes the movie from creepy and engaging to zany and laughable. 3. Santa's Creepy Clone The Santa Claus 2 Just look at that image. Soak it in. Just soak it in. Look. No, this isn't a still from a horror movie about a possessed evil Santa doll, it is a still from the Disney-produced, family-friendly Christmas adventure, The Santa Claus 2. The plot of this movie revolves around Tim Allen's Santa attempting to fulfill a clause which stipulates he must get married before Christmas Eve, or else he has to abandon the red coat, the beard, and the reindeer and return to a normal human life. So, to find himself a bride, he leaves the North Pole and heads back home. But because Santa can't just run off whenever he feels like it, a clever elf named Curtis creates a Santa clone to cover for his absence. And it's at this point the movie goes from harmless family fun to tedious, messy, and genuinely a bit creepy. This is because Santa's plasticky clone is absolutely nightmarish to behold, with his serial killer grin and overly eccentric behavior proving very uncomfortable to watch. The rest of the movie bounces between Santa's wife hunt and Plastic Santa's mission to take over the North Pole. And because Plastic Santa is so annoying and frankly disturbing, the film becomes a chore to sit through. You can understand what they were going for here, but why did they have to make him look like something from a Stephen King horror novel? This guy ain't climbing down your chimney to give you gifts. He's climbing down your chimney to tear your frickin' spleen out. 2. The Playground Fight Daredevil Ben Affleck's Daredevil isn't exactly remembered with great fondness. In a genre that contains some brilliant movies like Logan, The Dark Knight, and Captain America Civil War, it's no surprise that this decent, at best, effort isn't regarded very highly. But at the same time, it's not the total disaster that people make it out to be. That said, it does have one or two disastrous moments, one of which is the playground fight between Matt and Elektra, an awful scene that spoils what was shaping up to be a really promising movie. When Matt encounters Elektra in a coffee shop, he follows her to a nearby playground area, where the two of them start fighting because the movie thought it was a good idea. Spoiler alert, it's not. Cue some goofy seesaw riding, bland music that only serves to make the scene feel dated, and an awkward tone that's clearly trying to be cool, but just comes off as corny. What's weird about this was that the movie was quite dark up until this point, especially the director's cuts, Matt's father getting brutally beaten in a back alley, Daredevil annihilating a gang of bikers in a dingy bar, but this was way too far in the opposite direction, landing in the ridiculous territory with a loud and obnoxious thud. 1. Peter's Cringy Dancing, Spider-Man 3 
the granddaddy of all misjudged movie moments, Peter Parker's bizarre dance routine through the streets of New York and then inside a jazz club is a perfect example of how good intentions can still lead to a bad scene. When Peter becomes infected with the Venom symbiote, it turns him into a complete douche who, for some reason, thinks it's a cool idea to go out in public and make eyes at every single lady who passes him by, snapping his fingers and strutting along to a funky beat. He then visits a jazz club with Gwen Stacy and starts swinging from light fixtures and walking along the top of the bar like he's in a musical. Cringy is a massive understatement. The whole point behind this is that the symbiote, quote, amplifies the characteristics of its host, especially aggression, according to Dr. Connors. The aggression part is displayed when Peter gets into a fight and ends up smacking Mary Jane to the floor, but quite what characteristic of this shy, dorky student could be amplified enough to make him grind his hips on a busy street is anyone's guess. You can sort of see what Sam Raimi was going for here, but the Spider-Man 3 dance scene is probably the most derided moment in all comic book movie history for a very good reason. Most people hate it, and it just doesn't work at all. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.